Welcome back to The Pipe, the PYP, the Practical Youth Pastor. I'm your host, Chris Holland, along with the co-host, Steve Johnson. How are you doing, Steve? Hey, I'm doing fantastic, Pastor Chris. <laughs> that sounds good. It's un- unordained director, director of youth director ministries. And today we have a special guest, Callie, one of the students in uh, my youth ministry. Used to be yeah. in your church family. Absolutely. Still in your church family at large. Oh, yes. Universal. Uh, although... I want to say Callie was still a little bit too young for like middle school when I left. So, but yes, a, a friend from a, a long baby. time ago. She's a baby. Fond memories. Yep. Hey, Callie, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining us today. You're so welcome. <laughs> um, so yeah, today we're we're still in this series of the final part, Lord willing, the final part of administration in youth ministry. How do you do administration well? We've talked about volunteers, staff, planning, and vision, and today we're going to talk about. Parent communication, how do you parent communicate to your parents well and effectively um, without just bombing their email, their phones, all this other stuff, but you're telling them things that are really valuable and profitable um, to include them and invite them into your youth ministry. So, Steve Arino, how do you communicate to parents in your youth group? I have one big old email chain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that I just send, I just do an email blast. And, and I tend to only use it when there's a directional change. So, like, for instance, I don't send out a weekly one reminding everybody that we're, you know, meeting on Wednesday night at 630. I would simply <clears throat> send one out prior to an event or if there was a change of location. Oh. I try to do that um, to keep it fresh so that when people click on it and they see it, it's not a newsletter. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But at a smaller church like mine, I really use it almost like the emergency broadcast system. Uh, so do a majority of your families actually attend on Sunday still? Yeah, yep, absolutely. And and we probably have, I don't know, 10% of the youth group are kids from either other churches or they're unchurched. And so that email blast includes their parents because oh, yeah. obviously they're not going to see church announcements or whatnot. Callie, or do you receive the church emails? I do. That's your mother? sends out yes and it's funny because she shows me because she's proud of everything that she makes oh yeah <laughs> so it's like she'll show me beforehand and then i'll get the email and then she'll come and she goes did you get the email i'm like yeah she goes did you look at it i'm like no i already saw it <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's so funny um yeah i mean in our ch- in our youth in our church i guess we have one called the footprint mm-hmm. and that's what your mom does yep the footprint and i, has I receive it oh you do absolutely um and so you get the footprint and it has pretty much everything the entire church is going through, just in a quick little synopsis. Uh, but with the youth in particular, I haven't sent one email to anyone Mm-mm. in our youth ministry since I got here. A not, year and a half n- Not ago. to a single parent? Not to a single parent. Wow. How do you pull that? Text messaging. <laughs> oh, okay. So you sent an email just from your phone. Let's be honest. Essentially, yeah. But I mean, like, because email, especially, like... Oh, that's true. I, when I look at the footprint, sorry to cut you off, but it does say if you want to know what's mm-hmm. going on, you text um, Pastor Chris or Director Chris. Yeah, unordained <gasps> director. So, oh. yeah, but I just found that there's parents are so, like they've got so many emails to check, and they're already getting the footprint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of a it's just cluttering their email. Sure. More, no offense. <laughs> well, again, their email more. Mine's mine's like a full moon, you know. <laughs> every 
Every three and a half months, they're going to get one, probably. Yeah. Do you use a service for your emails? It's just like straight out of Gmail. You just got a list. Straight out of Gmail. Actually, uh, Outlook, I think it is, um, which is hard because to build a loop is difficult in there. But uh, we don't use like, again, we're not a big enough church to use like, um, what is it? MailChimp? I, I mean, that's I one access point. Have yeah. That, yeah. Marketing. So. Right. And as far as communicating with the students, it's just through the, the Instagram. But through the parents, which was the question, it's... Uh, it's the email solamente, which it's funny because, you know, you mentioned the footprint and that's your existing channel, you know, the primary one of your members. We have emails and we have ladies in charge of our communications, actually two ladies, and they're constantly wanting you to fill out like these event forms and go through all of these modes. And sometimes they'll get on me because they'll say, well, I noticed that the Christmas party was at your house. Um, we didn't put that in the bulletin. I'm thinking because... A, I don't know that, that many people read the bulletin, and B, the people that do are not necessarily who I'm targeting. Isn't that funny that that's exactly how it is in every yeah, church? It's almost like, did you put an ad in the newspaper? No, I put it up online. Which the same people that would be privy to the bulletin are also privy to the newspaper. Hence, <laughs> the metaphor. I didn't get an invite to your Christmas party. I don't, I don't know why everybody has to be uh, a 200-year-old prospector when you do an impression. <laughs> I don't think that's most it's people. It's in my DNA, man. <laughs> I was born but to be a prospector. Chris is an old soul. I he is. But that looks like a 12-year-old boy. Yep. Mm-hmm. With the with the chin beard. <laughs> well, I think I think yeah, in some ways you, there's what's convenient for me, the communicator, and that's always going to sneak in there. But then what really should be the question is what is the most effective method for the parents. Yeah. But I know that this is obviously a more robust topic than what vehicle do you use? I mean, there's when do you communicate? What's your tone? Um, I mean, there's a lot more that we can explore other than just like what mode. But I think I think the email is serving us well. And it sounds like getting people to text Director Chris to 7769 is working out just great for you. I think it's awesome. I, like, I, th- I really think it's working well. Um, I don't get any complaints about the lack of communication ever. Yeah, same here. And I, it's kind of a, it's a, a miraculous surprise. Like I did, I, that has always been. I think we mentioned this earlier. That's the number one thing when you're interviewing for a job. You as a youth, future mm-hmm. potential youth pastor, should ask, "What's the one thing the old guy did that you wish that hope that I can do better?" Right. They always say parent communications. Communicate with us more. Now, do you th- do you think that they mean? when it comes to like events or like w- when's the sign up for camp or do you think just updates of what we're currently doing and what we're teaching? Like, do, do you think they want the logistics of like when, when, how much and when do I need to be there and when do I drop them off? Or do you think it's what's going on in the ministry? Yeah. Well that, that's dictated by the culture of the church. If it's a high church, mm-hmm. high theology church. So mm-hmm. the more traditional you go, probably the more theology they want to know. Sure. And that rhymed. I don't know if you noticed that. I didn't. <laughs> uh, it's the teacher, the teacher's spirit in me. Um, so the more theology, the higher the theology, the higher the church, the mm-hmm. more that type of communication they want. In addition to schedules and, coordinated plan for xyz what i'm finding is because i've only got 160 characters that i can use in one text message you have to think creatively in order to get that out to everybody yeah and i can send that to youth and to parents or just youth or just parents or it's the modern telegram whatever group it really is and um and so it it forces you to be really quick i had learned a long time ago from um 
at a, this conference called YLT, Youth Leader Training, that uh, studies were, and I don't know where the study is, so I can't post this or, or direct you to it, but I think it's practical that if it's your message to a parent, whether it's an email, text, or anything, is larger than one small iPhone screen, mm-hmm. then you're wasting your time because that's the most that a parent will tend to read or sure, use absolutely. Um, in a time. So that text message in 160 characters, that really protects me from going too much into um, the information or the weeds of a of, of a situ of a thing. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, it's funny because now that I think about it, people tend to know what's going on, but I don't necessarily feel like I've nailed the communication. And I think it could just be a cultural thing where, yeah. I mean, we do tend to also promote our things from within. So maybe our kids are just great at communicating. Kelly, how much would you guess, like how equipped do you feel to communicate information surrounding say like camp to your mom and dad? Or do you, do you find it, not just helpful, but maybe super important that there's also an email that outlines it all. I mean, since my mom already organizes all the things, (laughs) I already (laughs) kind of know about it. But um, the Chris's texts are helpful because I can be super forgetful with school and other activities. So when I get those, like paintball got canceled because of the weather. So that was really helpful because I didn't know. Mom was busy. I wasn't going to ask her if paintball got canceled. So it was super helpful to get texts yeah. like that. So, but yeah, there is um, a lot of communication, especially because my mom does all this stuff. Like, there's a lot of communication in my house mm-hmm. about what's happening at youth. So, when yeah. did you get a cell phone? Was it this year or uh, what, last year or something? Sixth grade. Wow. So, when do you, so you said most I had of your to work kids. work for it. As you should. Yes. <laughs> do, do, do most of your kids have cell phones? And your, your youth group starts at sixth grade ish? Yeah, I don't sense that a lot of them do. I think what happens is they have access to their parents. Cause I know that's with my daughter and her best friends. Yeah, it seems to me like they're using parent phones. Oh, okay. Um, I don't. I don't currently have any student cell phone numbers at all. Mm. And then part of that is just because, you know, it's more above board, I guess. Not to saying that yours isn't. Um, <laughs> sounds like. You take great joy in disappointing your students just because you're lazy. I do. Uh, paintball. No, it's uh, it's cold out, so no paintball. No, but I think, <laughs> I think, um, if it I was guess, sleeting yesterday, Steve. I would guess most of, and this is so wild because I feel like when I was here, I'd be teaching in junior high and every single kid had a phone. Oh yeah. But I don't think most of mine do. So there's a portion of our all the high schoolers I think do, except for maybe two. Mm-hmm. Um. But in the middle school, I would s- what do you think, Callie? Maybe 30, a third of them don't have. A lot of them do. But a lot of, yeah. So I, w- I would say probably a third of them. The kids that go to my school, yeah. all of them have one. Yeah, don't downplay this, Chris, just to make yourself sound more down to earth. <laughs> I think Callie's <laughs> speaking truth here. So disconnected. I think you still have a bunch of cake eaters. <laughs> I'm always here to make sure that Chris is telling the truth yes. and he's doing his job well. I so. appreciate that, Cal. Yes. So <laughs> the Callie worked for her phone. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Um, But uh, it's always a question. I mean, I get asked this a lot at different conferences and things. Like, what do you do to communicate Mm -hmm. to kids who don't have cell phones? Or parents. I've got parents that don't text message. Like, and I send them a text, and I'll just, I never heard from you. I'll be like, yes, no, question mark, on the question I've sent them before. Mm -hmm. I won't hear anything other. Like, how Are you you sure? Wait, you mean they don't have the ability to text? They, or don't they just have don't a, like to do it. They don't have a text plan. 
Hmm. Yeah, that exists. Yeah, totally. Is that one of the... Do they speak the way your impression comes across? Are these parents... Gus Chiggins, my prospector? Yeah, Gus Chiggins. What's a tax plan? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And you're always going to come across that, and that's why I think... So what do you do is kind of what what would you do? With those people, though, it's kind of like... You never hear AT&T back in the day figure out how to place phone calls to people that don't have phones. Like, at some point, if they're opting to not participate, then it really does kind of fall to them to find these alternative (laughs) methods, be that a telegram or some kind of, like, smoke signal or what have you. Um, Plus, it sounds like if it's only two out of all of those, it's probably not worth your while to do a complete re-strategy based on the two of them, you know? But no, I, and that's why I figure having that email, leaning into what your church is currently doing is important. And I understand the hesitancy to become just another spam email. And I think that your challenge is correct for all of us to be concise and to almost think like writing marketing copy. What oh, yeah. What's going to keep them here? Um, how can I express all of my information without boring people? Um, but, but yeah, there's always going to be one or two outliers that just don't have access to the method that you like to use. Yeah. Do you, um, and like Callie said, it's good to have a safety net for kids because they've got their own stuff going on and they, they can't always pass. They, in fact, they seldom will pass the right details on, um, especially if they are a 13-year-old boy instead of a 13-year-old <laughs> young woman. Uh, there's just no hope there. But now let me, let me transition this into this, though. When you're communicating to parents, let's say you're in a parent meeting. Right. pre-camp or something else. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the pitfalls that you have fallen into over the years? Maybe when you're a little greener, um, when it comes to communicating, like actually the words, the tone, the organization of a meeting. Yeah. So we have parent meetings probably every four to six months. Okay. I've never seen great. 46 se- months is a long time. I That's know. a couple of I years. I haven't even reached that. In yeah. Yeah. But I think four to six months is generally good. Like you, like you said, like you were implying, like before camp or before summer, we're definitely going to have a big one where we introduce all of those parents to the new summer interns and give them an opportunity to engage with them. Um, I, I think generally if you go into that without a plan, you are going to look stupid. So if you're a youth Maybe. pastor, I would say <laughs> – you're gonna look pretty dumb. <laughs> like so, uh, don't be so arrogant and cocky to think that man. I can just wing this. Ten years like, never had a plan, but continue. <laughs> it's not a good idea. So, uh, go back and listen to our last podcast on planning and vision. If you go through that planning and vision with your youth and your ministry team, you've got tons of great details yes. and information, direction to discuss with your parents that they want to know about mm-hmm. and they'll be excited. My kid said that he, my kid developed was on your vision team. Yeah, they are. They're thinking this way. So, um, I think that's very helpful, but in, in as far as engaging with parents, do not assume that you have all the right answers and don't assume that you have an answer period. There are going to be times where you, you may bringing up, Hey, summer camp, we're thinking about going to Zimbabwe and Zimbabwe is right over there. It's really far, and there's tribes there that want to kill people. <laughs> so we're going to go there and share the gospel with them. And little sweet mother in the back that's on your ministry team says, uh, Chris, we didn't talk about that in our ministry team meeting. <laughs> you are screwed. Yeah. And you have lost all credibility. Um, 
Or it could be something as simple as, yeah, on Wednesday nights we're really excited and we're going to have fun, we're going to have fellowship, we're going to have food, right? And you see that on my text messages, fun, mm-hmm. fellowship, food. Um, and they say, what is the fun, what is the fellowship, what is the food? Mm. Um, you can you can go back in your log and say, well, here's what we've done in the past for fun and fellowship and food or whatever. But if you don't have a plan for the future, it, it's not a very healthy parent meeting. Right. So you need to be always moving towards the future. It's good to tell parents where you are, right, where your kids are and what you've learned. Yeah. Humbly, humbly say that. And then move forward and say, this is where I think we ought to go. And then invite parents in to see what they think. If a parent asks you a question that you just don't know the answer to, do not spitball that. And say, oh, let me write that down. Can I get back to you? Yeah. With that? Let me figure that out. Um, and then get back to them. <laughs> don't just say that. Right. That is worse. So everybody else that's in there, you may have won and thought that you're you're wise. Still an awesome percentage, though. That is an awesome, but you've you've failed mm-hmm. at doing what you don't have integrity in that sense, and that's bad. So y- you want to get back to them um, with that. And like I said, you always want. I think you always want to be moving forward with parents, telling them where your your plans are to go with them as parents alongside them in the youth ministry language um, to move your kids towards Jesus and move them towards community fellowship and mission. Uh, within your ministry. Do you do parent meetings? No. No, we kind of don't. Um, again, I tend to do a pretty detailed pre-trip email. And then we'll pray together. And let's say we're going, you know, we're launching off for fall retreat or camp or whatnot. And we meet at the same um, Dutch Bros parking lot. Yeah. The one just north of mm-hmm. Push. Plenty of room. We get in a circle. We pray. We pack up. We pack a sack lunch and get on. And I think that um, that also speaks to the culture, though, is I'm interfacing with a lot of these parents all the time. Yeah. And I think that really if parents are made to feel that whatever you're doing, the kids are going to be safe on. Yeah. That's that's 75% of it right there. Huge. Do you tell kids, like, before you leave on a trip, hey, if you do this, this, or this, your butt's going back home? Again, uh, depends on the group here yeah. there the way it would work <laughs> and I know we said not to be specific at a previous church <laughs> you would have these giant we'd have a staff meeting where my assistant would go get EGs for everybody and we'd have all the leaders and we'd give them the cabin assignments and we'd do this it was meetings for on upon meetings and you have the parent meeting after church one day and we'd talk about all the different things and there'd be emails on this and then you'd have this is my first year. Then you had all the phone calls, not just of the different things that the kids had done, but yes, Mrs. Such and such, here's the list of the things that your your sons broke. And this is the bill from the camp that you're going to have to pay. Like it got, that was my first year was it was all the stuff on the back end. So preemptively, um, I laid it out for everybody. It wasn't kid specific, but it was to the families mm-hmm. and just let them know like, this is this is on you. This is insane. You guys will be responsible for coming and getting your kids. My current ministry, that would seem so tone deaf because it's just not who these kids are. Yeah. It's just not. It would seem really weird for me to do that. Um, but uh, I, I do think it's important to communicate expectations yeah. and do it with the parents. Like, do you have the students in with the parent meeting? Yeah. That's great. 
Why say why say it twice? Well, it, oh, sorry, I was going down the same lane. So, so the, you were just active listening. The pre-parent meeting before the before trips, kids sure. are in that meeting. What it, about parent meetings in general? So I invite parents to bring their kids to it, uh-huh. um, but I realize that a lot of kids could care less, and parents. So I don't. They urge. probably couldn't care less. Right. So I. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I don't. I don't urge parents to bring their kids, and I don't in, like encourage the kids to come to the parent meeting. Um, I think that's healthy. The more you can get kids and parents engaged in the same spiritual thing in the same room at the same time, mm-hmm. that, that's really good, mm-hmm. really healthy. But, um, I, I mean, I think hearing you even suggest that is one of those things, like, I really need to be active in doing that more, actually. Hey, I wasn't trying to, to judge you. No, no, I no, think you're throwing out I a great think, idea. I think this I came think across as I, I received was it. pointing a finger at you. No, I think it's great, but what we'll do as far as an email is this, like... Oh, he's so got a printed email. <laughs> like I didn't realize we were going to go this direction or as far as parent communication, but I'm just looking at the price tag of, is this yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So it, <laughs> yeah. So what I just <laughs> handed Steve and Kelly's looking at like, that? would not She's be possible for one. my family, but I'm glad <laughs> it's possible for some of your family. That's a new that Honda all Civic. That all, yeah, they all apparently own their own companies. This That's is incredible. <laughs> partly true. Um, is we send out one page, so uh, Lindsay and I are working on this. It's one page. The top heading is what it is, so RYM Colorado High School Camp. And then down the side it says what the cost is. The cost is itemized out. It'll say how we're going to get there with a little icon with an airplane and how we're going to get there and when we're going to get there. And then at the bottom, it'll say what to bring, so your packing list. Then on the very bottom, it'll have things like your payment uh, time, so your deposit is number one, how you'll pay off that the pay down on that trip. And then the final third block is a registration block. And in the very middle of the page is what the camp is and why uh, it would be important for your student to go. And and obviously, y- you listening can't see this, but this is about as visually pleasing as anything. Like, I honestly, the reason I asked him if this was from him, I thought this was a template. Um, it's got big, colorful icons. Uh, one is a dollar sign that says cost. One is an airplane <laughs> ascending into heaven, like the snakes on a plane logo. <laughs> and that's when, and then there's a picture of a twin bed. No, f- that's a king-size bed. Well, it's a queen. Mm, it's a queen. And this okay. is what to bring. It's a bed. Yeah. It's a bed. But through. it's got a one, two, three. I mean, this is just phenomenal. And forget about the fact that it would cost my family $7,200 to do this. <laughs> I think that if I'm a, f- a parent that is that yeah. is being communicated with and I have this, yeah. I'm loving it. Forget about the fact that people are yeah. like, oh, I want to go paperless. Give me that, you know? Well, so this is helpful. It's all on just on one page. Right. And you it's full sh- color. Good ideas should not take up more than one page. Except for the Bible. I think you can consolidate Oof. the Bible down to less than a paragraph. Oh, my word. But, like, good ideas should be less than one page. And I agree. I think that they should be attractive and easy to read. Um, and it took me years to, to really understand to move towards this and build this. But well, I think it's been one of the most beneficial things. So what you do is you just fold it up and put it in your bulletin on Sunday mornings, and every single person in the church gets it. And they're able to open it up. So if you're somebody that's, if you're uh, that church or that morning, you're trying to solicit giving and you say, hey, everybody got, you know, what we're doing for summer camp for high school. If you'd like to donate to that fund, you see how much it is. We really believe that this is important to our mission, which is blank. 
And so for you to give to this is going to allow some families that have more than one kid or more than th- two kids even in our ministry or more than seven kids in our yeah. ministry to be able to go on this trip. So please give, but please also be praying for what's going on at this time. You, the giving and prayer is kind of one of those things. You just um, I feel like so many of your hand motions are lost on a podcast audience, but they really draw me in. <laughs> but I care about you. And there's, guys, there's you are so one-seventh of the people that listen to this That's podcast. That's true. I know. <laughs> I know our numbers will go up on my drive home. Kelly, do you go to parent <laughs> meetings with your mom and dad? Uh, oh, oh, and then sub-question, do both your mom and dad go, or does just one parent go? My mom and dad go together, yes. Do they bring you? I don't... Did, did you I? come to the last one we did? If you don't remember like a meeting, ago? you didn't go. Yeah, if I don't remember it, then I didn't go, or I just have awful it. memory. But yeah. um, depends on the mood he was in. I would say, Callie's your parents are like the guardian angels... <laughs> Of our church, it's got this a tear time. in his eye. They they probably are. They really you are. Have to like not be humble right now and like really agree with you, but that's true. Uh, By all means, brag about your parents. They're great. Yeah. I mean, Peter is our church administrator, mm-hmm. extraordinaire. Robin, your mom, is our church communications person. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter is on my ministry team. Your mom is not because she's on the women's ministry team. <laughs> okay, okay. But she's also uh, goes above and beyond to help us get all our communications out for youth. Yep. And this amazing ministry partners. Your dad is like a mentor to me. Mm-hmm. We constantly talk, and uh, he's my accountability partner too. How needy are you? I'm very Every needy. guy that gets <laughs> mentioned is your mentor, and I think we're up to like 12 That's, or 14. You like gotta, You got to diversify. Don't put all your... <laughs> At some point, you have to do the work yourself, Chris. (laughs) I don't know. Jesus depended on his father. So here we go. Um, Heresy. No, but I think they're Are you saying that the disciples were Jesus' mentors? No, and... No wonder you think the whole Bible can go on one page. (laughs) You haven't read it. (laughs) If you write like Jonathan Edwards, it could. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, and they take care of my kids on Wednesdays to allow my wife, Amanda, to come in and lead a small group with the youth group on Wednesday nights at midweek. And where were your parents when I was here? Just kidding. Yeah, you her didn't dad, deserve them. Her, no, I got <laughs> just him. Kidding. Her dad, awesome. her dad would come in full suit to our men's groups. And oh, I remember man. thinking, oh my gosh, that guy looks good. Not anymore, man. He well, let his hair down. Oh, does your dad grow his hair long now? <laughs> yep. Oh my no. gosh. I saw, I saw a photo of him the other day with his old mustache. Oh my gosh. And like one time. Even like when it was new, it was an old mustache though. A few years ago, I saw him. He was wearing a fedora with his mustache. Oh, man. I was like, who is this man? Yeah. I don't know him. And that's, <laughs> that's, and that's what the poster was asking at the post office. Mm. Who is this man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'll tell you, dapper, wonderful people. No question. So, so do you communicate differently to like Callie's parents who are very, very involved? Yeah. Or do you find that you communicate maybe be less and i'm not talking the blanket things like meetings but i'm talking just overall interaction how do you communicate with the parents that are not that involved and are not maybe they're more on the side or they're not present yeah i mean that leads us to a really interesting talk that we probably do need to handle uh should we do it off air Uh, well no it's (laughs) on this platform i think a lot of people are going to deal with this um every kid that comes to your youth ministry to some degree you have to have some type of communication line with their parents like we don't let kids go on our on our youth trips Mm -hmm. that i have not sat down with their parents or met them or engaged with them in some way um just to protect the other kids you just don't know who you're bringing um kids aren't always trustworthy oh it's my best friend he's awesome um 
and you just don't know what what that dynamic will bring into your trip. Sure. Oh but yeah. It, and if you got to kick that kid off your trip, it's probably better that you met mom and dad beforehand <laughs> and you you sat down and you understand each other on those terms. Right. So you're not sitting across the table from some fedora wearing mustached <laughs> individual <laughs> who who maybe you shouldn't Sex have messed God with. That yeah. is Peter. You may, maybe you <laughs> shouldn't, oh shouldn't even mess with him. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm sorry. I said that in front of you, Callie. So yeah, it's, it's the last <laughs> name or the. <laughs> The last thing you said what before this is, a, hey, I really don't like to say students' last names. <laughs> and then there he goes. Let it rip. Total Michael Scott. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> yeah, but I think all the way from the kids that you don't know, you're, you should be regularly trying to connect with those kids' mm-hmm. parents. Um, during this recent season, the last six months, our group grew a lot. Because we just, like I said, our well, doors was, remained open. The food and the fellowship. You're <laughs> and welcome. The fun. And the You're frolicking. Welcome for that. <laughs> frolicking fun. You're welcome for that. Yeah, yeah thank you, Callie. Kept the, yeah. Callie kept those doors um, open. Yeah. So uh, so we grew really quick with a lot of kids that I just didn't know. And so it was, we give kids like, it's almost like the Young Life info card. Mm-hmm. And say, hey, what's your name? What's your grade? What's your cell phone if you have one? What's your parents' names and phone numbers? Prayer requests and um, that maybe needs you have and mm-hmm. what are your interests. Oh, okay. And so we try to collect that information so that if there is an issue, like we have a, a number of kids that have to have uh, or have the have lots of allergies. And so they, and, and I didn't find this out actually for one kid until we went on a trip that he had to have an EpiPen oh, for certain shock. things. And he doesn't talk about any of it. And he just eats whatever you put in front of him. Mm. And his mom well, hands me an EpiPen. I'm like, Okay, we should have known this at first. And Robin, uh, Callie's mom, put it on the thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to say, first of all, you have to explore that whole eat whatever you put in front of him because that's <laughs> an icebreaker game right there in and of itself. <laughs> but no, I noticed that too. How much yeah. like serious medication was being handed us in these giant Ziploc bags? <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't just Ritalin. It was like horse tranquilizers yeah. and whatnot. I'm like, what is with this zip code? Which we had fun with those on the well, last sure, trip we did together. Yeah. But I... I I jest. So yeah, it's you, you gotta get. I think you get. You have to get to know. So even if a parent is just dumping their kids off, kicking them in the door, um, I think that's part of the minister's heart. You want to draw close to people. And yeah. You want to get to know the parents. You know, unfortunately, a lot of parents could give two craps about what you're teaching their kids. Or maybe they couldn't. Or, or maybe they couldn't to make the craps. point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and that's unfortunate, but that's just that's the world we live in, right? Um. But the more that we can move towards those parents that are fairly disconnected and try to, to connect them, I think the better. I agree. Honestly. What are things like, Callie, like that um, y- you would just be mortified if we were communicating to your parents? Uh, like about me? Yeah. Like what would, what would be an example of just something that you really just don't want shared with your parents? Like what's your worst thing you do secretly? So if... <laughs> Your parents will listen well, to the podcast. Well, if you really want to know. <laughs> like, you walk into the cigarette. living room, and your mom and your dad are sitting on the couch together, and you look over their shoulder. I'm getting flashbacks. And your mom's like, oh, I got a text message from Chris. And, you're like, <gasps> and you look at it. What does that text message say that would just mortify you? Probably that I was, not that I do this, mom and dad, if you're listening. Um, uh, <laughs> We're counting on it. <laughs> um, probably if I was doing something stupid with my friends and you had, because I know you have people outside in the hallways making sure that kids aren't running around. 
spies yeah i know (laughs) um if they like saw me messing around with my friends doing something i wasn't supposed to be doing and they communicated that to you and you told my parents i would be pretty mortified yeah so how would you want how would you want a youth pastor unordained director to um handle that if you were messing around with your friends and it was disruptive i guess personally i would want you to talk to me privately about it oh yeah instead because i feel like then maybe my parents might get a little emotional or something and like start sit me down and start you know overwhelm me with what they're saying and i'd rather it come from you because then it shows that you care too you know what i mean instead of like tattletailing me i'm using finger quotes tattletailing on me so yeah want to know that Matthew 18 might not be on your one-page Bible, but it is an example <laughs> of going to that person, and maybe you win them, right? It's a subtitle to the big yeah. idea. Flip of the, the page big over. Single page. <laughs> yeah. That's an addendum to the big idea, Yeah, is what I think, honestly. Well, and I, and I think I think what's you – because know, I, I would have answered the exact same thing that Callie said, is that's every kid's concern is that they're being told on. You know, Mom, the guy got, got an email from, from Pastor Chris – yeah. And then your kid's like, he's not a pastor. Like, okay, an ordained <laughs> director, Chris. Don't change the subject yeah. is what they'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think outside of that, th- there is an overshare. There's certain things that we know is the code of ministry. You know, um, if there's abuse, if there's something that's going to put the kid in danger, that has to be shared no matter what. But it's that next little gray area of, you know, I've, I, I'm in small group and I'm going to confess that when I'm supposed yeah. to be going to bed, I've actually been looking at my phone. Is it really? Is that something that you communicate? You say, hey, by the way, because uh, what it'll probably mean if it's not something that's going to put the kid into danger and you decide to tell him that is you're probably not going to get a whole lot of transparency in those small groups. <laughs> Never again. You know, you want to. Have you failed big in that? Like, I'm not like, have you yep, not violated the, that trust? Not as far as like direct narc emailing. But what will happen is I'm friends with a lot of my students dads. Yeah. And so it's hard to separate that. You might reference something, you know, and uh, yeah, I think it's, you want to make sure that what you're communicating uh, over the biggest channels is very, like you said, you know, informing, but if you need to reach out to a family and you talked about the importance of getting to know each family, recognizing that there's a unique relationship. I mean, I think a lot of parents want that because they want another faith sharing adult to come alongside them, but maybe angle things a little differently. And uh, it's hard. It's hard to decipher what needs to be communicated to mom and dad and what does not necessarily need to be. And and also tying back to our previous conversation with with leaders, making sure they know what needs to be elevated to you so that you can communicate it to mom and dad. Have you ever had a leader that over-communicated to parents? Uh, no. Usually it's under-communicated. It's they sat on things that they ought not to. Or I've heard them verbalize, well, your mom just doesn't understand. Oh. And when, at which point that becomes yes. a toxic, yeah. a toxic situation. But no, never over communicated. If anything, I think especially if you've got younger leaders in their twenties, they like they like to know that they're a confidant. You know. Yeah. So, is it, do you encourage leaders and volunteers? Do you encourage them to engage with the kids' parents? Absolutely. And you find that you find that very healthy. Yeah, and again, a lot of it was inherited. A lot of these leaders already had relationships with these families. Oh yeah. I just encourage it to continue, but. No, I think it's I think it's super important. We have a girls leader who's new to the church, and so trying to foster those relationships is important. I was thinking about that on Sunday. She was sitting by her, kind of by herself, um, 
And our, we have a church where if someone's sitting by themselves, it's just a question of which of these two ladies is going to go over and invite them to sit with them. Mm-hmm. So they always get to her, but I thought, yeah, I need to do a better job for her because her parents don't go to our church of yeah. plugging her in with another family. She's like a college student, I guess. Yeah, age-wise. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Callie, like, um, what do you think is too much communication from your youth director to mm-hmm. a student? <laughs> Like, if you were doing what, like, an email and a text, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> to you. Yeah. Maybe not to the parents. I don't know how they would feel. I know my mom personally would be like, meh. But um, <laughs> that's just how my mom is. But She's um, kind of way in some ways. Well, she's yeah. part of the reason that I don't do emails at all. Because she's covering them? No, uh, she gave me really, she's really a wellspring of really practical wisdom. And uh, when I first got here, she's like, please don't be that guy that just sends an email constantly. I know so many parents are saying, you can't over-communicate, but you can. And please don't do that to us. She kind of talks like the desk clerk in Monsters, Inc. to you, because that's that's not been my experience. Wankowski. Mike Wazowski. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's right. We need need Kelly in here along with producer Kyle just to do like the Disney-like sound bites. I think Kelly would actually be more fun than Kyle. I'm sorry, Kyle. (laughs) As far as like having a microphone. Well, she's she's apparently uh, 20 years younger by how she approaches the microphone. (laughs) Kyle kind of gets the creak in his back and he stands up and presses the lips to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Licks his lips before he talks. <gasps> Hello. Yeah. Yeah. God bless him. There's room for everybody. Mm-hmm. Diversity. Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Uh, we were going to. Sorry. And it isn't. It, what's funny is I don't keep youth emails, addresses, but I try to get all their cell phone numbers. Whereas you don't keep, yeah, cell phone numbers, but you have emails. I don't want to meet Chris Hansen. <laughs> oh, that would be <laughs> horrible. That's the worst. That's that's the number one person I don't want to meet. <laughs> But yeah, it's, and I don't think there's any wrong or right way with that. I think the spirit of it is, is find out where people are lending their ear and get there. Yeah. But don't abuse it. How many th- How many parent meetings is too many parent meetings? I think that if you, well, that comes back to how many events are too many events. I mm. Honestly, if you wanted to do it quarterly, I mean, some people could mirror it with uh, church-wide meetings if your church only has once a year. But I think, I think if you're... Sp- if you're use them correctly, uh, every so often, every couple of months, like if you're communicating to your parents, it doesn't necessitate a big, a big tent quarterly meeting, mm-hmm. you know. But I uh, yeah, I'd say anything more than quarterly, just off of pure opinion, no data, it's yeah. probably too much. Yeah, I mean, I would think as as many parents as you can get involved in your ministry, it, the better. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, it's it's not so much, um, I, I mean, at least in the communities that I've been in, the culture is not one where parents are just dying to get inside the youth bin and see what's going on with the kiddos. Right, right. Ever. Um, but trying to, inc- I guess uh, going along with parent communication is parents communi- parents communicating back or parents communicating to the group is, Im- is really, really important. Yeah. Uh, having parents feeding in and inviting parents into the communication of the gospel to the kids too is really really important some people have a parent leadership team yeah i have mentioned that you have that yeah and i think that's awesome to really resource those parents plus it gives you an advocate too yeah because then it's peer coaching you know if if someone's out of line another parent will step into that do you have a ministry team yeah i mean we yes but it's not specific to the youth okay so they call it the core team 
And it's every single position from the finance person to, and these are almost exclusively unpaid, but who the, the, the children's coordinator who does the communications, who does the website stuff. Oh, cool. You know, it's and an elder or two will pop in there. And so it's it, it seems to work. And that's separate from staff meeting? Well, the staff meeting is just the, the two pastors and myself for an hour on, on Monday mornings. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Before, before I go into my other job. So it's it's a very low expectation. And we communicate via text kind of as needed. Yeah. It's one of the luxuries of having a smaller church. Yeah, definitely. Well, Callie, thank you for joining us today. Yes, cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this is a good day. This was. It was. So... Thanks for joining us on the PYP, the pipe, the practical youth pastor. If you have quandaries or questions or things you want answered about youth ministry, please email us at thepracticalyouthpastor at gmail.com. We'll try to address those things as they become available. But uh, please stay tuned and tell your friends about this podcast if they need help in youth ministry or they just want to laugh at us being weird, (laughs) which we are (laughs) uh, proud of it. So thanks so much.